Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Thank you for another opportunity, Lord, to be in your presence, to receive your wisdom, your mercy, Lord, your grace, your kindness. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lift your hands and thank him. That he opens your eyes tonight. He opens your heart tonight. Thank him. That he fills you with his wisdom tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your great wisdom, for your great blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank him that he will call and you will answer. Thank him that he will speak and you will hear. Thank him that he will release and you will also receive. Thank you for his blessing that comes upon you tonight. Father, we worship you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Turn with me to Luke chapter 15. I want us to continue tonight on our series on delusions. Hallelujah. A delusion is something you believe that is not true. And it is something that you believe very strongly in spite of contrary evidence to that effect. So, a delusion is one of the devil's favorite weapons. And in the story of the prodigal son, we see many, many, many of these delusions, such as the delusion of traveling to a far country or to a far place or going on all kinds of journeys in search of things that are not real, that never really materialize. And many other delusions that I believe we have been through. But today we want to look at yet another simple delusion. Clever, simple, but real. A certain man had two sons, verse 11. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance on riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine and he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him. Never think that 
people who are your friends in time of prosperity will be your friends in times of adversity. There are many people who have identified with you in the time of your blessing, but in the time of your difficulty, they may not want to be near you or be associated with the difficulty that you are going through. That's why Paul said, you were not ashamed of my chains. When Jim Baker was in prison, very few pastors went to visit him. Very, very few, if any at all. But one of the few people who visited him was Billy Graham. And he always appreciated the visit because nobody would likely be associated with somebody in his difficulty. So make friends with people who will be with you in good times and who will be with you in bad times. People who will stand with you when things are working and people who will stand with you when things are not working. Life is such that there are many experiences and many different changes in the weather. So as you go along, you will experience many of these things. Are you listening to me? So the Bible says, and no man gave unto him. Remember a few minutes earlier, he was blowing time and everybody was enjoying his money. But just a few days later, when he was broke, no man gave unto him. Then, when he came to himself, that showed that he was under a delusion all along. He said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. One of the common delusions, uh, that, which is not part of today's delusion, but it's a delusion that is there, we think we are thinking, but we are not really thinking deeply. <laughs> are you listening to me? Many times we think we, we have thought about it, or we thought about the issue, but when you really start thinking, you realize that you haven't thought deeply about many things. Uh, sometimes you say to somebody, oh, my condolences, your father is dead, or your, this is dead, or sorry, you know, just my condolences and so on. But when it hits you, yourself, then you realize that you haven't thought deeply about this problem before. But because one is happening to you, then you begin to think deeply about it. And, and, and then you begin to have, uh, what do you call it? Jonah had a vision, and in the vision, some Christians went to battle. And as they were fighting, the battle was so hot. You see, they were soldiers in an army, and they were fighting. The battle was hot. And they ran away from the battle. And when they, 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 after they ran away for some time, they came back to the battle to fight. And in the vision, what had happened was that the people who ran away and came back to fight, when they ran away, they dropped, they deposited the, their delusions that they had and exchanged it with truth. So they came back to the battle with truth. So they had exchanged their delusions for truth Amen. and had come back to the battlefield. Many of us have delusions till we experience a battle. Are you listening to me? And when the battle comes, our delusions often drop off and it's exchanged for truth. Then we start to prevail in life with the truth. Are you listening to me? All right. 
So when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive. Again, he was lost and is found. And they began to be married. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of his hired servants, one of the servants, and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time the commandment, and yet thou never givest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf, and said unto him, Son, thou art... And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 1. Today I'll be sharing with you just some important truths that are going to affect your life, I pray. As they affect my life, I pray. Amen. Amen. How many want wisdom? In the word of God, wisdom is sometimes, God is sometimes presented as wisdom, as though wisdom, and so wisdom is sometimes presented as a person. And sometimes you hear wisdom being referred to like you are talking about a person and not a character trait or some kind of quality but actually like a person. Because God is the embodiment of wisdom. So you notice in verse 20 of Proverbs chapter 1, it says, Wisdom crieth out, she uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief places of concourse, in the openings of the gate, in the city. She uttereth her words, saying, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit upon you, and I will make known my words unto you, because I have called and, and because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but you have set at naught my counsel, and would none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity, and I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. 
For all that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would none of my counsel, they despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Romans chapter 3. I want to do some scripture reading so that when we finish the scriptures, then we finished. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Turn to chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. What does it say? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Today we are doing a lot of scripture reading. We'll tie them all together and we'll be closing for the evening. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 27. But whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Verse 29. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep or die. Verse 31. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. 1 Timothy chapter 5. I'll remind you of all these verses as we go along, so don't worry. 1 Timothy chapter number 5, verse 24. Some men's sins are open. <laughs> Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment. And some men, they follow after. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, the title of my message is, What is my father thinking that he is not saying? Amen. What is my father thinking that he is not saying? What is my father thinking that he is not saying? Now, when we talk about your father thinking, it can be your heavenly father, Amen. it can be your biological father, Amen. it can be your spiritual father, it can be your father in the ministry, it can be any of the fathers that God gives to you. And the question is, what is my father thinking that he is not saying? Forgive. Forgive. Now this particular delusion is, well, it's a delusion of the second boy, the younger son. In the sense that when he said he was going away, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we ask you to speak to our hearts and open our eyes that we may receive your message for our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. When, thank you, Lord, when this young boy was leaving home, you will notice that nothing is recorded about what his father said to him. 
Nothing is said. When he was going, you, you hear that says, a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. Huh? And he divided unto them his living. Nothing is said about the father saying anything. He divided unto them his living. He just complied. He just flowed. Some fathers are flowing, but there are things in their head, but they are not saying it. Sometimes it looks like God is flowing, but there are some things in his head he is not saying. So his father didn't say anything, or didn't seem to say anything. And the younger of them said unto him, Father, give me the portion of good that falleth to me. And his father divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son took his journey into a far country. Nowhere do you hear any mention of the father saying anything about anything anymore. But the question tonight is, what is my father thinking that he is not saying? <laughs> because there are two sections in this story which show us that the father was not a fool at all. And the father was not blind at all to whatever was going on. And the father had a certain mind about the boy. But only that he wasn't talking. It wasn't saying. So, how do we know what the father's mind really was? When you read on. And the Bible says, and the elder brother was in the field, working. I know, not even before, before the elder brother came. Yeah. When they said, bring a fatted, bring a calf, bring, put a ring on his finger, and shoes on his finger, put the best robe, for this my son is now that he's saying this boy he was lost it's now that we are hearing that he was lost <laughs> as he was good the father knew that he was lost and he was progressing into becoming more and more lost it's now that he's saying it he said for this my son was lost and he's found and this boy was dead he was dead. <laughs> but he's alive. Sometimes your father knows that you are going to die, but he won't say anything. I'm serious. Sometimes your father knows that you are lost and you are getting more lost. Deeper into the forest. You are moving astray. But he won't say anything about anything anymore. Let me tell you, it's one of the greatest privileges for a person of authority to tell you what he really thinks. But a wise man of authority will not always say what he really thinks. Because people, you see, when, you, when wisdom cries out, wisdom is crying out, and you would have none of it. When the wisdom is given to you, what do you do with the wisdom? I was telling somebody, when we tell you what to do, will you do it? And she said, that is the point. Will I do it? Oh. <laughs> that is the point. Will I do it? When I'm told what to do, will I do it? 
Will you do it if they say? <laughs> Will you do it if they say you should do? And that is why there is a certain silence, what I call an ominous silence. You want to say ominous? Do you understand? Sometimes there is a film and you hear some music. Not, nobody has said anything, but you know that something bad is happening. There are some kind of sounds when you hear them. Then, then you begin to know that something bad is going to happen very soon. How many have been watching a film and you know that they are going to kill this man? <laughs> Sometimes you watch a film, you know, this person, he will die. It's the way he behaves. He will die in the film. What is your father thinking that he is not saying? Then when the boy came, he organized a party. Hey! Jam in the world dancing. Father hasn't said anything. He was lost. He said, you are lost. He, he told the people, he was this my son, bring this, bring this, bring this. Because this my boy, he was lost and he's son. Let me just. And the father said to his servants, it was his servants he told. <laughs> In the day when your father is speaking to the servant, but he's not talking to you directly, something is very wrong. He told them that the boy was lost. <laughs> But the father said to his servant, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring, and as he was sending the servants, he was explaining, boy, it was lost. The boy, he was dead. So, then the boy himself, he didn't say anything to himself. Then the elder brother came from town, and he was very bored. So when the brother came, said, what does this mean? Since I've been working for you, you have not done this, you have not done this. Then the father said to the boy what he didn't say to the other boy. You see, he, all he was thinking, he said that. He said, thou art ever with me. And then the most painful and most important part, and all that I have is thine. But he didn't tell the boy that all the rest of the things in the house are now for your brother. <laughs> All you have is the rope, the ring, and then a cow. But I didn't tell him that part. What is your father thinking that he's not saying? What is your father thinking that he's not saying? What is he thinking? What is God thinking about you that he's not saying as you are moving? When I began to think about it, I became frightened. Yes. Sometimes when we are moving on a road, a road of distraction, a road of delusion, we keep moving on that road and it's as though there is no God. As if God doesn't see, God doesn't hear. How many have sometimes wondered whether God is alive? I mean, he's so quiet. 
Have you seen this boy? He didn't, his father didn't say anything to him. That's why if you are a man of God, you'll be very happy whenever God speaks to you. Me, I always become happy when God speaks to me. It's my, my greatest blessing for God to speak to me. I become happy. And I, I become charged. When I hear the voice of God, when I know that God has spoken to me, I become very, very happy. Because you can go for a whole day, two days, one week, three weeks. God hasn't said anything. I mean, vague things in the system, but God hasn't spoken to you. But when God speaks to you, you become very happy. Ladies and gentlemen, what is your father thinking that he is not saying? Perhaps as you are walking along, perhaps there's distraction on your way. Perhaps there's death. But he's not saying it. Because they said that my son was lost. You know, he was now describing the boy to his servant. He said that the boy is lost. Was lost. It's a dead body that has come back to life. I didn't tell the boy. The guy is dead. He was dead. His life has come to him now. He was, he was lost. And the father was waiting for him. And as the boy was going, he knew that the boy was was moving into darkness and said bye here are the things here's half divided by two here is yours never said anything let me tell you something our god is a very silent god in many respects even jesus on on this earth when he was in the wilderness and he was tempted by the devil he was there the devil was tempting him bible says after the temptation angels came and ministered to him that's one. Two, you see where uh, after the angels came to him, he went for the baptism. After the baptism, there was a voice saying, this is my son. I like him. Then the Mount of Transfiguration, there was another appearance there of encouragement. Then um, the, uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, angels ministered to him. Four. I don't know if there are any more, maybe there's one or two more, but what I can think of right now is four times where you see some kind of supernatural something for you to know that maybe God is there, but the rest of it was normal. Even his choosing of the disciples, he prayed all night and chose and still Orangu was in it. And God allowed him to choose an Orangu. God allowed him to choose somebody. Jesus preached to him, but he didn't change. The whole of John chapter 12 or so was preaching to this boy, but he didn't change. Shabbat or Shaman. What is your father thinking? Because I am also a father, a spiritual father, and a father of many people in the ministry. When I look at this scripture, I realize that there are a lot of things I don't see that I am thinking. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying, but I'm just telling you that that is something that I realize. I realize that there are a lot of things that I think that I don't say. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you see, it frightens me because I also know that there may be a lot of things that God is thinking about me, but he's not saying to me. And I'm so scared. Preach. One day, I saw a man of God. In a, there were two men of God like that I saw in a terrible situation. 
And as I look at these two people, I realize that I wonder why anybody would like to rebuke a man of God. I don't know why you would like to rebuke a man of God. Because when God himself rebukes his children, it's not easy. You would have prayed for a man rather to do it than for God to do it. It's not a small thing. There are a lot of things that God is allowing and allowing and allowing and allowing, but he's not saying anything. Carry on, carry on, carry on, as though he's not there. But in the day, that the last day of the mercy comes, and then the thing changes into a judgment, you better pray about it. You, you would rather pray for a human being to torture you. What is your father? Heaven, let's talk about a heavenly father. What does your heavenly father think about you? That he's not saying. Kenneth Hagen, he talks a lot about death. In his stories, when, you see, because he's old and he has lived longer than most, most of his contemporaries, his testimonies are, when he's talking about people who disobey God, he talks about sickness and death, and he'll tell you the age that the person died, and then the sickness that the person had. Because the wages of sin is death, and death comes by the agents of death. What I'm preaching, I'm afraid of it, I'm also afraid of it myself. That sickness comes from sin. And other forms of death comes from sin. And in fact, the proof that there is sin in me and in you is that we will die. And, and life becomes shorter and shorter and shorter the more sin is established in us. That was it. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Some time ago, if a, a person is sick, we immediately start to find out where the person has sinned. Yeah, yeah. But today, when these things happen, we don't even think about it. We think that, you know, uh, it's a malaria parasite or it's a virus or uh, something. But some time ago, yeah. you know, if something happens, yeah. you immediately start to think of where you are falling into sin. And so Papa Hagen, because he's 80 something years old, he would tell you one after another about different people. He said, this person, God said to him, do this. And because he didn't do that, he died. This person, he was dealing with his wife like this. And he, his wife spoke to me. And I spoke to him. He wouldn't do this. By the age of 42, he was dead. This pastor, he was overweight, very fat. And he was very... Um, it was very, three things he said. He was very fat. He had a bad relationship with all other pastors. And the third one was to do with money. And he said when he was getting into his car, the voice of, he heard the voice of the Lord in his ear and said, go and tell the man that if he doesn't change these three things to do with his relationship with other pastors and his personal diet and uh, whatever, and then his... 
<laughs> and with money, to do with money, he's, he's going to die. He said the man died, he was 36 years old, the man died. He would tell you one after the other. A prophet was whatever he was preaching. He started to preach a different message. The Lord spoke to him and said, this man is going to die. And he prophesied at a meeting that uh, so and so and so is going to die. The man was driving in his car. He met a car which had only one light. The, the light on one side was on and the light on this side was not on. And they, huh? Motoka. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Motoka. <laughs> because it has one light. <laughs> so he met a motoka. <laughs> and the car ran into him. And then he was in a coma for some days and he died. It is reported that they were having a prayer meeting and then they came to inform them that this man, a great, great, great man of God was in coma. And it's reported that they said they should stop praying because God has already said he's taking him out of the system. And it goes on and on. And that is why I read to you from 1 Corinthians 11, the Bible says that when you take the body and the blood unworthily, eh, you are drinking damnation to yourself. When you tamper with the body of Christ, some of us, we criticize pastors, we criticize men of God, we criticize churches, any church at all. You don't know that you are tampering with the body. You are dealing with the body unworthily. And he said that for this cause, many people are sick, weak and sickly, and many die or sleep. These are things that are in the Bible. But it looks as if God is not saying anything. But we need to really repent. You see, that's why when we shout, forgive, mercy, it should not just be shouting, forgive, mercy. It should be a true prayer that we constantly pray. Because John said, he said, John, the apostle John, who was very close to us, said, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I tell you, if anybody who thinks that he's right or he's good is, is having another delusion. What is my father thinking that he is not saying? When I look at people, I realize that that is how I often relate with many people. Depending on how you come, that's also how I come. If you are very self-conscious and very, I also become very self-conscious and If you are open, I will be open. Because he said in 2 Corinthians, he said that, wherefore come out from among them and be separate, and I will be a father to you. Not everybody that God is a father to, depending on how you relate. What is my father thinking that he is not saying? He said, we told the servants, he's lost. He's dead. He's come back. He told the older brother, everything is yours. Everything is yours. And you are always here. Let's have a party. So even the party, perhaps there's a party going on in your life and you don't know that it's your last party. Or perhaps some celebration that the celebration is just to sort of 
welcome you, make you feel comfortable. But just to woo you along. That's what the Germans did in the Second World War when they arrested millions of Jews and they brought them to the camps in Poland and in uh, uh, Auschwitz and uh, I forget the other names of the places. They brought them there. They said that when, they, when, they, when the prisoners would come, the German soldiers would play music. And the Jews would march along. They didn't know what was. Nobody knew they were killing. There were rumors, but no one knew that it was, I mean, it was real. And they played music and they threw flowers in front of them as they walked by. And there was this big hall. And they would go into the hall. And so they would play this German music. They throw flowers to them. They heard the sound of the music and they saw the flowers and they were comforted. And they marched on, not knowing that they were marching to their death. Perhaps a party has been organized for you, but it doesn't change the fact that everything has been taken away from you. Mercy, Lord, mercy, 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 mercy. I cried, you didn't mind me. He said, I will laugh at your calamity when it comes. You see, pastor, sometimes we, 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 sometimes we come and we just encourage. And we bring encouragement, encouragement. But you see, the encouragement does not remove the fact that the wages of sin is death. And the wages of your sin is your death. And the wages of your disobedience to God is your distraction. He said, the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. When a fool is prosperous, a fool is someone who says there's no God. When a fool is prosperous, his prosperity is what destroys him. It was the prosperity of the prodigal son that destroyed him. And when they entered into the gas chambers, they were there and then they would come in and then the soldiers would say, everybody remove your clothes. About a thousand people or several hundred. And they said, what? Everybody. Man, woman, child, everybody, all the Jews. And they have to take off all their clothes. And everybody put your clothes here. Then they ask them, remove all your rings. If you have a gold tooth, anything, come and put it here. And they have to put And if you will not do that, they remove their guns. Come. So now the music was over and the flowers were over. And now they were in this chamber. And they would take all the gold and all that. And they would use it. And put, take all the clothes separately. And then they would go out. And the people will be in there wondering what happened, what, what is going to happen. Then they put on the gas. And the gas was such that it makes you climb high. And so every time they open the doors, you see all the Jews naked in a mountain with one person at the top. Right. They climb on each other trying to reach oxygen. All of them dead. And they massacred and slaughtered millions of them. How did they do it? They comforted them, encouraged them. They played music. They heard the sound of music. And they saw the flowers. And their fears were calm. And they encouraged them as they marched along. And somebody wonders, no, people ask, you know, why didn't they resist? Why didn't they fight it? Because there were many. Why didn't they just rise up in rebellion? No, they didn't believe that it was going to happen. And especially when you come and they are playing music. And they are throwing flowers. It's a wedding. As the boy was dancing in the, with the rope, it was his last party. He had nothing. Make me as one of my high servants is true. You are coming back to nothing. You've lost and you've lost it forever. Mercy. 
mercy. I was praying, I said, Lord, perhaps I don't even know what is going to happen. Maybe I've gone astray. Because how many realize sometimes you, when you come to the right way, you realize all this time was wrong. From here to here I was wrong. For just from here that you started to deviate and, and come back to the right path. I pray for mercy. And I just pray that my father will speak to me. In conclusion, I want to say to you, if you think that God will speak to you always through words, God doesn't speak that way all the time. Sometimes, you, you see, you have to know God. If you know me, there are certain signs when I make, or even if I do my eyes a certain way, I'm saying something to you. So hearing somebody speak, or knowing a message somebody is trying to give you, often depends on how well you know the person. Sometimes you, you do a sign like this. It means something. Sometimes you do this. And it means something else. Sometimes you do this. And somebody, everybody doesn't know, but somebody knows what it means. Sometimes you do this. And somebody knows. It depends on how well you know the person. And because many of us don't know God well, when he does something or something happens, we don't know what it means. So the signs are all around and we don't even have any clue about that God is saying something about something and we keep marching on not knowing that we are marching to our destruction. God speaks in signs. Signs. He said, oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you missed the day of your visitation. I came to you but you didn't hear, you didn't receive. Why? Why? God speaks in so many ways. Sometimes even the blessing that you have is a message. God is showing to you, but you can't hear. May our hearts be open so that we can hear and understand and see what God is trying to speak to us. Even as human beings. You like to look at somebody's face, isn't it? Because the person's face also tells you what the person is saying. Is it not true? The person's communication is not just what he is saying, but even looking at him gives you an idea of what he is saying. You want to see his eyes. You want to see his mouth. They want to see his face. What does his face look like whilst he's saying what he's saying? Because the face in addition to the words is the complete message. One day I was going to have a meeting with a brother and he said to me, my eyes, I've got a problem with my eyes. I said, oh, you can still come for the meeting. He said, I'll have to wear dark glasses. And I said, okay, no problem. So later as I thought about it, I realized that it's to somebody is sitting with you in a meeting, the person is wearing dark glasses. You, you may not feel so happy about it. <laughs> you see, when I come <laughs> to share with you like this, you are now not sure of me. Even though you 
you can see my eyes from far now that my eyes are covered and you see me coming in the dark classes you are not sure what I really think and what I'm really saying even though I'm saying something my, my there's something else that is saying something said to me, can I come for the meeting with my dark glasses? <laughs> and, and I thought about it, I realized that it was an important question to ask. Can you imagine you are sitting your, your, with your boss and you are coming for a meeting and you are wearing dark glasses? <laughs> Will your boss not do uh, What is wrong with you? <laughs> Will you remove those glasses right now before? <laughs> One day I was with somebody, I said, well, why don't you take off those glasses? There's no sun here. <laughs> Listen, God is speaking with his word too, but other things are also speaking to you. Be careful. Be careful. Other things are also speaking. As you look at other things that God is doing, hmm? sometimes sickness, death. Look, even Jesus. You know what made Jesus transfer himself to Galilee? It was when John died. When John died, then he departed to Galilee. He linked, his move was related to something that happened to John. But he knew that the fact that he has been taken it means something. The start of it. Because his ministry was started in Galilee. Oh. <laughs> you want to see me this way? Uh, you are not sure what I'm thinking. Is God pleased with you? Sometimes we sit with somebody. You just want to see into his eyes. But he's covered his eyes. Because his eyes also speak. God's hand in your life speaks. Paul said, for this cause, many are weak, many are sick, many are dying. Adam. <laughs> Adam. Rick Joyner had a vision. He met Adam. Adam. You know Adam and Eve? Yeah. He met Adam. And he was asking him, Adam, why you... <laughs> All the problems. <laughs> Do you believe in such things? Do you believe in such things? Yeah. And Adam was, Adam was saying, Adam told him, although I sinned, sin was in. He said, although I sinned, sin wasn't deeply rooted in me. That's why I lived for 900 and something years. 
But after me, sin became more deeply rooted in human beings, and life became shorter and shorter and shorter until what it is today. And Adam lived for only one day. Only one day. Because I would say a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. And God said, in the day that you eat, you die. That's why he couldn't live more than a thousand years. Because it's just a day. Hey. Oh, oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. In the day that you eat, you shall die. And with the Lord, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. That's why he died less than, no human being has ever lived more than a thousand years. One day. And now, I don't know, our 60 years, 30 years, it's about some few minutes. And it's, it is because of sin, wickedness. And when I say sin, eh, you have to always ask God, Lord, what is wrong? Not what I think. So why was Jesus so upset with the Pharisees and so upset with the Sadducees? And why was he happier with other people? Because they didn't understand. Sin is transgression of the law and the command of God to you. There are times when God will say to you, be hungry, from today be hungry, and you better be hungry. And there are other times God will say, before. Paul said in Philippians 3, he said, I am instructed to be full and to be hungry. Both are commandments I have received from God. Another place he said, I have been instructed to abase and to abound. There are times when God will say prosper and there are times God will say it's good to be poor. That is why in the Bible you, you don't know which one is right. Are the prosperity preachers right or the poverty preachers? Which of these are correct? Both are correct. Depends on the time. Hallelujah. So open your heart and find there are people that you're supposed to be lay pastors, not full-time pastors. There are people who want to be full-time, but God does not want you to be full-time. To be full-time for you is wrong. It is wrong. It's a sin for you to be a full-time pastor. For some people, it's a sin. It's wrong. It's out of place. It's not expected. It's not needed. It's not wanted. That's not what pleases God. For you to be full-time. For you. And there are others that he wants you to be full-time. And there are some, there is a time he wants you to be a lay pastor. And then at another season, he wants you to be full-time. It, it, it depends on the time and what God did for you. That's why I, I, I was instructed to be full. I was also instructed to be hungry. I was instructed to abound. I was also instructed to abase. I know both. That's why Jesus said, take, when you are going, don't take two purses. Don't take two coats. Then at another place, he said, Did I, when I told you not to take two coats, were you okay? He said, we were okay. Now I've changed. Take two coats. So which one is right? What is right is what God says. God says to you now is what is right for you. And when you go against what God says for you now, then you go into error. And when you sin, you are opening yourself up to demons. Amen. The prince said something. He said, I don't want to even give the details, but he said, he has noticed certain diseases that come with bitterness. He said in his casting out of demons, he has noticed certain diseases that afflict 
people who suffer from bitterness that he mentioned certain diseases me too I've also seen certain diseases that are associated with certain things mercy may you hear in fact today when you go just say Lord speak when I was talking to a junior pastor I said when you finish preaching go and ask your senior pastor how was my preaching was it good how was it please tell me because there are many things that are in his head that he's not saying <laughs> you see there are many things that are in his head that he's not saying and he won't say there are many things I don't say if I'm to say everything Bible says the fool speaks all his mind and I'm trying hard not to be a fool a fool is the one who speaks all his mind why should I speak all my mind do you speak all your mind if you don't speak your mind why should I speak all my mind I will speak from the preaching and then the rest of it's up to you lift your hand and thank the Lord what is my father thinking that he is not saying what is my father thinking that he is not saying Lord save me look at me everybody silence does not mean consent is there something like that silence means consent silence does not mean consent <laughs> silence does not mean consent silence does not mean consent consent means I agree so silence does not mean I agree say Lord speak and prosperity does not mean God is with you people use prosperity look at my one day I saw a pastor he took me to his new car it was a beautiful car bought one of these companies here he had just rebelled against somebody's church when your father puts on his sunglasses and he's talking to you from behind the glasses you should pray about it because he's only telling you part of the story I remember standing by the car it was black brand new and he pointed to the car and he said God has blessed me then he said do you think God do you know how he got the car somebody I, I don't know if he really even knew the person bought the car brand new with the rubbers and everything from here or from wherever brand new and gave it to him I don't want to mention the type of car it was but it was cardiac <laughs> brand new and he pointed to the car I remember standing with him by the road and he said to me do you think God would give me this car if he was not pleased with me remember the prosperity of the fool shall destroy him I don't want to tell you where he is today because he's not where he was neither did he have enough time to drive the car 
Neither does he drive the car today, and neither can he drive the car today. But perhaps as a fugitive, running all over the place. Things don't mean, look at my house, it means God is busy. Look at my car. One day, I was standing with another person. And he pointed to some pastors who were walking to church. And he said, I told you, I told you they were not called. They are all walking. If they were called, they would have cars. I told you they were not called. If God had called them, they would have cars. Since when did the car become a sign of God's approval and God's call upon your life? Don't be deceived by the apparent prosperity that you are enjoying. Doesn't mean that God is pleasing. Don't be deceived by the party that your father he is saying things to the servant and he is saying things to the elder brother that he is not saying to you, even though he's organizing a party for you. I say he's saying things to the servant that he's not saying to you, and he's saying things to the elder brother that he's not saying to you, and he's organizing a party for you, and he's giving you a rope. What is your the best? <laughs> what is your father saying? Thinking that he is not saying. One day, a brother came to me and said to me, Tell me. He said to me, if I was your son, I mean your biological son. What you would tell your biological son in this situation? At that time, I was not so experienced. Even now, I'm experienced, but I'm still a fool. God should forgive me. So I told him what I thought. Eesh. I regret. Because he went to say what I said. <laughs> I was auto. <laughs> because you see it involves somebody else I, and I said what I because, because it involved him it involved his life it involved other people and so on so he was really asking for said, I tell me since that time it is rare that I open my mouth to say what I really there are few people that will tell you what I really think something must move me Blessed are you when your father will tell you what he really thinks. Come aside with you first permission. Do you remember Jesus would preach? When he finished preaching, nobody understood the preaching. And he'd go and cry and explain it. The seed is this. The weeds are demons. <laughs> the thorns are temptations and riches. Explanations. Nobody else had an explanation except a disciple. Blessed are you when you shall have the explanations and the inner explanations of things. May you receive that blessing from your heavenly Father. I said, may you receive that blessing from your heavenly Father. Oh. One day, I felt so sad. Because I saw somebody who was not qualified coming for a blessing qualified in my estimation and I saw people who were qualified and were not taking that blessing 
And I felt sad. I said, who are these people who are coming for all these blessings? Those who really qualify are passing by. You know, the first shall be last, the last shall be first. There are some people today, they are having unbelief. Today I saw somebody, I was driving by, and the person just waved his who, what, what is that? So then I parked, and then I got out of my car, and then I looked back, and I saw the two of them talking, the two men, and they were just pointing, and I knew they were talking about me, about the church, about it. And I could feel the hatred. The hatred. Some of these people will be saved and join and become pastors. And those who hate us and you who are shouting forgive, mercy, will be here. Then those full of hatred today, they will come and pass and come and be at places where some of you should have been. Mercy. Better shout atonement. May you see the eyes of the Lord. Amen. May you know his real feeling. Amen. Sometimes I cry, say, Lord, do you like me? Are you pleased with me? Are you happy with me? Lord, have mercy. I don't know how to know sometimes. Because prosperity is not a sign. Money is not a sign. But it's whether God is pleased with you. When, Jesus, when he said to Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. May you hear the approval of the Lord Jesus. Lift your hand and thank him right now for approval. Stand to your feet. I just want to be where Ask the Lord, Lord, I want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. We need to hear from you. Father, thank you for your blessing, for speaking to us. water and the people shouted his blood be on us and on our children I preached a message once will the angels appear they will not appear they will not appear no angel will come sometimes it looks as if God is so quiet no sound 
No sound from God. No sound about what he really thinks. But in the day that the sound comes, you will pray that. You will wish that there had been a sound. Because when the Jews started to eat the fruit of that thing, and, and as they have eaten it up till today, it's not been easy. There are some sins when you there are some seeds when you plant the, the, it grows immediately, like corn. Corn comes quickly. But mangoes, how long does it take for a mango tree? I don't know how many years, but I've planted a mango tree in my house for more than 10 years. I have not yet seen even one mango. Maybe there's a problem with the, the tree. <laughs> some men's sins are open. Others they are. Killing me softly. Is there a song like that? Killing, killing me softly. With, with this. With this what? With this song. Yeah, with this song. Selling my life. Sing it for me. we are killing ourselves softly with our behavior and our lives softly softly but we are killing ourselves sing it again for me killing yourself
praying here, I began to feel sad. You know why? Because I realized that the father had a very bad mind about his child. He thought of him as a very some weird person. He thought of him as somebody who was lost, but he never told him. He thought of him as somebody who was blind. He thought of him as somebody who was dead and going to his death. I didn't say it. And he told his servant. So he was saying this and he was smiling. He thought of him as someone who was totally broke for the rest of his life and impoverished, but he never told him. He told the elder brother, you have everything. That's a nice way of saying it. he doesn't have anything. Could it be that God has a mind about us that is so wild? That's why I'm always praying. I'm always praying. Some that people don't understand. I'm always praying for mercy. Genuine mercy. Just ask him for mercy right now. Ask him for mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy.
mercy, oh God. Have mercy, oh God. But we are lost, Lord. Show us the way. Please, Lord, don't speak to the servants around us. Tell us something, Lord. Please tell us something too, Lord. Don't speak to the other brothers. Tell us ourselves, Lord. Have mercy on us, oh God. Tell us in time, Lord. Help us to see. Help us to hear. But we want to hear. We want to walk in your will and in your way. spoken to all of us. Amen. If you didn't hear God speaking to you, yours is a little worse. Your case is a little worse. But I believe God is speaking to all of us. Amen. Today, tonight I feel that we should take a special offering. Before we do that, let's close our eyes. If you are here this evening, you are not a born again Christian. When I say born again, you, you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. I want to say, Pastor, please pray for me tonight. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. Pray for me. I want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, just sit where you are, but lift up your right hand. And we are, we are going to pray with you tonight. Pastor, I want to give my life to God. I want to be born again. Lift it up high. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high. God, God sees your hand. It's very important. You know in your heart you are far away from God. Now God is speaking to you directly. He's saying, tonight, you must be born again. Lift it up high. Thank you, thank you. I see all your hands upstairs, everywhere. I see your hand. If you've lifted your hand, stand up, please. If you've lifted your hand, just stand up. Thank you. All of you, stand up, please. God bless you. And if you are standing, please come to me in the front here. Come, come, come to the front. say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for all my sins. I receive Jesus as my Savior. Cleanse me, Lord, from my mistakes. From tonight, I receive Christ, the Savior of the world, as my Savior. Tonight, I believe and I receive Jesus write my name in the book of life in Jesus name Amen God bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages information on upcoming events and so much more 
Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.